BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. we live in can be a very strange place most of the time fact being stranger than fiction how will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time this is increase the reality with shane jones What is up, inquirers? Welcome to your one-stop shop for open-minded conversation that I call Inquiries of Our Reality. It's been a while since we talked about the whole bizarre Skinwalker Ranch phenomenon on the show, so I thought it was well overdue. Today's guest, though, shines a new light on the topic through the possible religious connection to it. No pun intended. But... Before we can get into that, of course, if you guys don't mind taking an extra five seconds to rate the show on Spotify, I definitely appreciate it. Or if you're willing to take an extra 30 seconds to leave an awesome five-star review for the show on iTunes, then I will uh, definitely read it on the show and, of course, give you guys a shout-out. Uh, if you guys aren't already following the show on social media, I definitely recommend doing so if you guys want to get some uh, updates on the show and see some other cool, interesting things that I happen to post. Uh, if you guys want to pop in and have some awesome conversations with some awesome people, you guys can definitely go and check out the Telegram or the Discord. Uh, as far as the Discord goes, uh, I'm doing my best over there to try to build that up some more. Uh, it's becoming a lot more active, so I definitely recommend that you guys pop in and uh, help interact and make it more active. I've been restructuring it a bit, making it a little bit easier to traverse, and uh, I put everything in better order, and I made a couple other uh, new tabs, of course, for different topics to talk about. Um, there's a lot going on over there, so I definitely recommend if you aren't already on there to go and check it out, see what it has to offer, um, and it's only going to keep improving, of course, and I'm definitely taking suggestions, so if anybody pops in there and they have any suggestions for uh, different threads they want to see on there, anything like that, um, just shoot me a message, and uh, I'll see what I can do, of course. And on that note of shooting me a message, if anybody is interested in being a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, experiencer, contactee, paranormal investigator, cryptozoologist, anything like that, the list goes on and on. I definitely want to sit down and have an open-minded conversation with you. So don't hesitate to shoot me a message on Instagram, which is the one I'm the most active on, or you guys can email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com, or you can go to the link tree and fill out the submission form and that'll go directly to my email. 
And I do request that uh, if you guys email me that you keep an eye on your spam or junk folder, make sure nothing gets lost. Uh, be it that I do a show, I do send out a lot of links. So a lot of uh, email providers take me as spam, but that's not the case. So make sure the response doesn't get missed because anybody that sends me a message, uh, I will take the time, of course, to sit down and respond to you. And if you guys can't get enough of the content I put out, I definitely recommend if you aren't already to go and check out Bizarre Encounters. That's my other show that I do with my two awesome co-hosts, Oren and Jenny. And if you guys want to keep tabs on everything that I'm doing, uh, you guys can go and check out Open Minds Media. That's uh, what I kind of call my podcast production company. So if you want to get updates on any new shows that might be coming out in the future, um, or just you want to go to a one-stop shop page where you can get updates and know when episodes are coming out for all the shows that I do, uh, go and check out Open Minds Media. And uh, while we're talking about Open Minds Media, you guys can go and check out the Open Minds Media Patreon. Uh, There you'll get early access to this show, Bizarre Encounters, uh, ad-free episodes of everything, uh, live episodes of everything, live replays if you're not able to make it to the lives, which is the uh, video format of all the episodes. Uh, There's exclusive discounts for the merch store. There's going to be some exclusive giveaways happening in the future. Uh, There's multiple tiers over on the Patreon, so go and check them out and see which one uh, suits you the best, of course. If you guys want to, you can always donate to the show directly through PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. Uh, Anything that goes towards donations is going to be going towards being able to go to conventions this year. So not only does it benefit me where I can actually get out and meet you guys, but it benefits you guys if you guys want to sit down and have a conversation with me or meet me in person. So, And uh, I definitely request that if it doesn't give you an option to leave like a personalized message or at least your name, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know that you donated stuff because I want to give you guys a shout out on the show if you guys are so kind as to do that. And uh, if that is the case and you guys are somebody that goes to conventions, uh, let me know which conventions you're going to and I'll let you know if it's one that I might be at. And uh, maybe we can sit down and actually meet in person there, which would be absolutely great because I see that there's a bunch of you guys out there. There's a bunch of you guys that listen to the show. I don't know all of your guys' faces as much as I'd like to. So any faces that want to pop out of the woodwork because it's always nice to be able to put a face to uh, all the people that you're talking to. And uh, the third way, of course, that you guys can support the show is by checking out the Open Minds Media merch store. They're just like the Patreon. You won't just find uh, stuff for inquiries of our reality, but you also find Bizarre Encounters. Uh, you can also find the Open Minds Media logo on a few things if you guys are interested in that. Uh, if anybody buys anything off the merch store, it'd be really cool if you don't mind sending me a picture of you wearing it because I'd love to repost it on the page and uh, show that there's love and support out there. And uh, while we're talking about love and support, uh, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Crypto Theology, I de- definitely recommend doing so. Uh, there's always some new awesome designs that he's uploading. Uh, the newest one that I've seen is a parody of The Crow, the uh, comic book slash movie that uh, came out back in the 90s, but it's done in Mothman style. So if you guys haven't seen that, uh, I definitely recommend going and uh, checking it out. And uh, everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is uh, down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show for the now second time and first time being solo, New York Patriot. How's it going today, man? What is up, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, not too bad, man. Absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It's been uh, way too damn long. And the last time I had you on, uh, well, you it wasn't solo, so we never really got to do that like one-on-one thing on the show. So I'm really looking forward to actually getting to uh, do the one-on-one conversation and kind of catch up in the process while also covering a very interesting topic today. Yes. Yeah, it's been way too long, for sure. 
And I forgot the first time I came on here, I wasn't. Yeah, that's I. You know, I do sometimes. I guess maybe I forget about the person I came on with, but I I, I keep forgetting that I didn't come on alone either. Yeah, you came on as uh, the occult rejects last time. That's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do actually forget that myself, and I've like I've actually never just gone on chain show by myself. So, and I think that was like episode like twenty something, and now this is like hundred and twenty something. So like almost a hundred episodes later, man. Yeah. Look at that. How long has it been now? Uh, just over a year. April would have been a year. Wow. I don't know, for some reason, I feel like you've been around. So much. <laughs> it's because so many people have come and gone, man. Even just in the past year that I've been around, dude, I've seen so many shows come and go. It's ridiculous. I think that's what it is, is I'm actually one of the ones sticking around. So it seems like I've been around longer than I am. <laughs> yeah, that one year mark can be, that's uh, like the, the one that most shows don't get past. And I mean, as many episodes as I do, because I do two a week. So, you know, most people are into a year and they're only on like 50 something and I'm on episode 120 something. So it's like not only am I a year, but I have just as much uh, effort and time put into my show with somebody that's been running theirs for two years, you know, that are dropping weekly. So (laughs) I feel like I have a little bit more grounding off of just the fact that I drop two a week also. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not like uh, that all that easy to do either, you know. Shit, man, I record almost every single night. <laughs> oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once the lady goes to bed, I got to have something to do for myself, man. She's out by nine, so I'm back here, and I'm recording for all the good listeners out uh, there, man. I mean, yeah, I guess I'd probably be doing the same thing if, I had, if it was like that for me. <laughs> so uh, for anybody that may not be familiar with uh, who you are and what you do and uh, where you started from, uh, why don't you kind of give them a rough idea about all of the content and different stuff that you do, man? All right, yeah. Um, and not to, you know, get into the whole thing. I'm sure I mentioned it on like the first time I was on, but like yeah, I am an ex member of the Auto Templi Orientis. Uh, I was in it for, you know, I guess long enough. I uh, went up a few degrees and eventually left and like kind of started my own podcast because you know, I, I, I realized it just wasn't for me. And then when I got out and started like guess kind of paying attention to the rest of the world besides studying magic and occultism. I was like, fuck, this thing's, this shit's in our face everywhere. I was like, holy shit, it's like blatant on the TV. It's blatant in music. It's blatant in politics. I mean, music was always like, it was blatant anyway. But, you know, I just feel like, like, you know, I just saw it was to me, you know, magic, the symbolism, or even psyops in, you know, in a way, or like, you know, egregores and mind shit. Uh, I thought it was rather prevalent. And I was like, damn, I got to like, you know, start a podcast or I was told by a few people, my brother and his wife were like, you know, you should really start a podcast. Cause I was always like sending them stuff and like telling them like my opinion from a cultism aspect or my experience. And like, why don't you like start a podcast? And I was like, fuck it. Sure. So I started it and they never listened to it, but I still, I ended up starting it. And, you still uh, need that push though. Even uh, if they don't I, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's totally true. If it wasn't for them, I probably actually, I may not have. I may not have actually. Um, I mean, shit. So, believe it or yeah, not, I, the only person around me in like my normal everyday life that actually listens to my show is my girlfriend. Everybody else, they support it. Nobody listens. So, I mean, same boat, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I think like m- my brother and his wife probably is like oh, one of my cousins. I haven't told too much of my family about my show, <laughs> actually because they didn't know about the OTO. And like, the thing is, is like they could be ignorant and go and Google it and be like, oh, this is what. Nick I'd be like, no, that's not what I. Do. He's working with the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But so uh, from that experience, yeah, I ended up starting uh, a show, the NY Patriots show. I, or I went on, I first went on a few shows. I went on Lift the Veil. I went on Ghost Nuts podcast. And then I started my own show. I uh, started like kind of like covering my own things. And then like, you know, I, I guess unfortunately I, I was, I came across in this mindset that I was like, I, in order for me to probably get hurt, I'm going to have to like either get on other shows or like even have guests on too. Like I kind of, I guess the way I saw the way the podcast community was working, it would seem to be that way. So uh, I was like, you know what? Um, maybe I'll start having some guests on too, as I'm like researching shit that I want to put out my own. And then I eventually came across uh, Lux, who was a co-host on the Occult Rejects for about a year and 11 months. Um, he uh, hit me up. He had heard me and, you know, told me whatever he was from supposedly his story, the golden dawn. I don't totally believe it, but that's his story. He was from the golden dawn. Um, I won't deny he does have a, a wonderful understanding of occultism and magic, but I just, you know, I'm, I can't validate that story anymore. Uh, so I met him and I thought it would be, uh, I thought it was going to be a good thing that if me and him actually maybe had worked together in the idea that I had in trying to cover how magic and occultism is in our faces, places that you can see it, this and that. And I said, you know what, for the NY Patriots show, I said, I'll just have guests on and then, you know, I'll get to meet new people and this and that. And uh, that's eventually how I got both of them going. My show, I do still sometimes uh, have guests on. I, my, the NY Patriots show could be paranormal, true crime, uh, conspiracy theories, occultism, uh, pretty much anything that I'm interested in, I will cover on my show, the My Patriot Show. The Occult Rejects, I do try to stick that to primarily occultism and magic and stuff like that. So not to drag that out for too long, but that's... that's no, no, it gives the listeners a good idea about what you're doing at least too. Cause uh, as far as like my listeners and stuff go, um, it seems like they like the diverse idea of topics. Cause I mean, that's kind of why they come here is cause they never know what show is going to be on what. So, I mean, assumably, you know, everybody always wants to have some more shows to listen to. You start running out. So, you know, just off of that, I feel like a lot of my listeners would definitely enjoy your show. So you, you got it. You got to spit out your work, of course, cause you want people to come to it. Just like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it's a little bit different. Like I said, I did get rid of the other host on the occult rejects, but it's still like the same thing covering occult topics just with different guests and stuff. But uh, that sh you know, show won't be changing at all. Hey, man, I still love it just it's as much as I did when I first found the show. So it hasn't taken away from the quality whatsoever. Thank you. I, mean, I try at least. So try my best. So uh, yeah, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh well, well, other things, too, other things that are coming though. Other things that are coming. I will, if you don't mind, I'll promote this. Oh, of course. Oh, over the summer, I do hope to start getting into. I will have ghost hunting equipment and filming equipment and fucking drone and a whole bunch of silly shit. I plan on investigating graveyards, occult architecture, and different cities in New York and doing ghost hunts. And I'll uh, hopefully be supplying that to a, you know, my video, uh, you know, stuff. And I'll probably put out the podcast, but I assume stuff like that will be better to see in video. But you know, it should be on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute, you know, all that stuff. So I should be hitting the hitting the streets and actually like covering and trying to do like you know little documentary type things. And to all my listeners, we we're talking a little bit before the show about me possibly popping in helping with that. So maybe if you guys are lucky, you guys might see me bouncing in and out yes, here and there yeah, with that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, I was asking him already if he was interested. So, and I, and I have thought of I, 
So I have heard of places in Michigan that would be good to go to. So when you mentioned you were there, I was like, Oh, I got books on books, that brother. <laughs> that could be something in the future, in the making, eventually. Uh, that could happen. So, yes, keep your eyes out for that. So, uh, today, at least, <clears throat> we got something that we were going to hop into um, because the first time we kind of, you know, dived a little bit more into your background. And uh, maybe in the future, we can do that again. But as far as today, though, um, <clears throat> a while back ago, you know, because I've been a listener of your show for a while, uh, I got super interested in your whole connection between Skinwalker and the Mormons. And uh, I figured that my audience would probably really enjoy what you, what you dug up on the topic. Um, and it's been a long time since we've actually talked about anything relating to uh, skinwalkers or any kind of conspiracy related around skinwalkers. So uh, I figured it was a good time and place to yeah. take the opportunity to have you on and dive into your research because I haven't heard too many people talking about it. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be... Um Actually, I can go a little bit into about the whole skinwalker thing, like the connection with the Mormons. Um, most of the stuff, though, that we did do on that um, that I can show here, too, as well, will be a uh, it's basically like a skinwalker ranch connection to Mormons. But I can also kind of show how I think like Mormons get the idea of a skinwalker themselves. So, you know, it's all kind of like the same thing. But most of it, I can show how I think that the skinwalker ranch thing is pretty much in my opinion and this is what you'll get out of the series if you were to go back and watch it it's like a five or six part series on the occult rejects something at skinwalker ranch it's basically some sort of mormon psyop i'm totally convinced with it you know the government involved obviously too and stuff but just going by the people who are over at skinwalker ranch and on the show after i'm done covering all those people it makes it seem very very sketchy of what they're doing over there and what they're telling the public on their show and all these Mormons involved just seems very weird to begin with. Is that kind of what uh, sparked you into starting to dig into the topic or uh, like what, what made it so that you actually started putting some time and effort into it? You know, all right, this is, this is, this is the funny thing. It's so funny. I mean, Lux were like, we just got done doing the Scarlet Horror series and my, that was like five or six parts. And that to me, you know, was like one of my babies and uh, I'm sure it was to him too and that was very deeply occulted just it was for me it was a lot of work and in my opinion it's actually some like really deeply occulted secrets are in there and uh, you know on purpose and uh we were like you know what we we gotta we just we need something that's like a little bit easier and we're both into like paranormal and weird stuff and uh he was like yo he's like you want to like cover like skinwalker ranch I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck it. I was like, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things there. There's, you know, supposedly ghosts, skinwalkers, UFOs, dead cattle. So I'm thinking, you know, this could be like a really like easier going thing. That's so like I'm straining my mind, reading magic books, pulling up tarot, talking about the Kabbalah. I was like, yeah, sure, we'll do this. And uh, when I started uh, getting into it, I was like, you know what? Let me kind of like, I, I was just interested. This is just something that I do for the occult rejects, like, from covering secret societies and stuff, or if there's like a business involved with something that we're covering on the show, it's almost like a habit for me to like start like running names and just like checking stuff like that. I normally wouldn't check. So, you know, just whatever. Like, uh, so like I started thinking about all the people that have owned the property and I was like, you know, that's, let me look into these people. Cause like maybe there's something up with like, who these people are always handing, like, could they be handing the property over 
to people that maybe they knew. And it's actually kind of like the same owner. You know, I'm thinking of anything, you know, whatever could be going over, uh, going on over at Skinwalker Ranch that isn't obvious. And as I started like looking into them and started like Googling their names and stuff, um, you know, most of these people are dead. So like I find their obituaries or like, you know, things mentioned like, uh, you know, where their funeral is going to be held. Um, and noticed like one or two weird things, but didn't think anything of it. Then I started looking into the people that had owned the property, like owned the property recently and that are like still alive. And I was like, uh, oh, one of them's a Mormon. And I'm like, wait, isn't LDS and Mormons the same thing? So then I went back and like, oh, so those other people were Mormons as well. I was like, huh. So then like I'm reading stories about like shooting this dog that shows up and you know, the Myers or whoever the hell that which family that was at that time. You know, so like I'm like going on now looking into paranormal stuff. And then like I think I started like going back into looking at people on the show, literally that's on the show now. And I was like, yo, bunch of these people are fucking Mormons too. So then I hit up Lux and I was like, yo, I was like, I, I know like we're supposed to be looking at this for like the paranormal angle. And this was supposed to be like an easy series or whatever I said, but like, I'm finding like a very weird common fucking trait with Mormons with a lot of people that are involved with owning this thing on the TV show. Bigelow, Bigelow was a whole other story. Uh, you know, that guy, uh, who, who owned it before Brandon Fugel. Um, but that's a whole, yeah, a whole other fucking deep rabbit hole, but he's even involved with Mormons too. So I was just like, yo, I was like, this is getting like really fucking weird with all this Mormon shit. And then he was like, wait, are you sure? He's like, ah, maybe it's just like a little thing. And then like, I started like sending him like all these separate people and explaining to him like, you know, their part in Skinwalker Ranch or, you know, Mormons in skin, the idea of the Skinwalker. And he was just like, yo, he's like, this isn't something fucked up here. That, you know, in our opinion, they're like, this, this isn't normal. And I think he's like, I think you actually found something. So a two part series that was supposed to be based on the paranormal turned into six parts because then we had to go into Mormonism. We had to go into Masonry because Mormonism was started from a Mason. So like, you know, there was like a lot of different shit. We had to show, like we ended up showing like the whole skin, skinwalker idea, which I can get into now, you know, a lot of with uh, Mormons that does go back to like, they believe that they were some of the like original tribes that left Israel and came over here. And technically, if you go by what they believe, I think they came over here way before Christopher Columbus. So that's actually rather interesting to think about. But um, they do go back to a lot of like Nimrod worship with those tribes that were over there in Nimrod. Nimrod was a skinwalker in a sense because he fucking walked around with skin on him. If anybody uh, wants to go back into some episodes and kind of dig more into that, uh, Robbie Marks, uh, I had him on way earlier in the show, but he dives pretty damn deep into uh, the Nimrod research specifically. If anybody's interested uh, in checking that out, I recommend going back and checking that episode out. Yo, Robbie Marks is a gangster, so definitely go check out that episode if you haven't heard his stuff before. Um, yeah, so see, I won't even have to go into it. If you want to know more about that, go check out that episode because I really don't want to drag that on too much. But there is a Nimrod connection to the Mormons in that sense. And then there is even, uh, you know, even when they came over here, when they came over here, they believed that uh, this one dude... <coughs> This guy, God gave this, like, lit this stone up and he broke it into, like, 
I don't know how many pieces. They used them as lights on the boats that came over here. Every boat had a beehive on the front of it, too, when they came over here. And, like, if you go to any Mace, uh, any sorry Mormon church, they're going to have a beehive on the fucking doorknob also. And they're big into beehive symbolism, and so were the Masons. But supposedly the story is, is that they came over here from there. Some of them neither came in through Canada, they think, or they came in through Mexico when they met, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there is the idea of how the Mormons originally got here and became Mormons it does stem back to like Nimrod and shit with the skinwalker. Just to take a quick little sidestep, too, for anybody that isn't familiar with uh, bee symbolism and beehive symbolism, coming from you know somebody who had some uh, occult backgrounds, uh, what's what's the symbolism of that to kind of fill people in? Oh man, I mean that's that's it could be tons of things. I mean a lot of it is I mean it, just some basics. I mean you have to even look at this uh, one. You can't see what's going on inside the beehive. You know whatever they're working on and they're doing it's it's sealed, it's closed, it's secret. Uh, there is a, a hive mind mentality, which may not always be good. Uh, there could be a queen bee who's in charge. You know the. You know, there's the Scarlet Whore. It could be used as Scarlet Whore symbolism. It could even go into, if you want to start getting crazy stuff that I'm going to be covering on my show soon, occult symbolism that's actually a lot of occult stuff that we are going to show, I do believe, stem back to actually things inside your eyeballs and in your brain. And I even think the whole idea of the the bee, actually beehive, is uh, possibly your eyeball. But that's a whole other deep discussion. <laughs> Just to bring in another side tangent into it too. Um, obviously, with the whole Skinwalker stuff, there's a lot of like weird phenomenon happening as far as like portals and like time slips, things like that. Um, so yes. I feel like part of the connection with that is this whole like uh, zero gravity uh, devices. You know, like the, the different flying things that people have supposedly created in order to. Um, it, oh, essentially, they're like they're, they're, they supposedly were some of the things that could have theoretically been used to uh, to like move the blocks for the pyramids, things like that. But I recently had somebody on named Chaz of the Dead, and he was talking about B theory, yeah, nice. and uh, B theory, of course, breaks down that the yeah, way that they fly, that. Yes. yep, creates zero gravity. So I was wondering too if maybe the B might also be symbolic of that. So it's actually almost showing us showing a step that they're interested in like portals and like interdimensional travel just off of like the B also. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that I do think the B, that is one of the things to uh, define gravity in a sense. And not to get into it too much, but like even on the tree of life, on the bottom of the tree, you have uh, Mercury in the corner and then you have Venus in the corner and then it goes down into the moon. Then the moon births us out into Earth. But before you hit the moon, you have, you know, the right side, you have the left side, Mercury and uh, Venus. Venus... I know this is, you know, I do believe this all fits in, you know, into occultism. Uh, I think a lot of stuff on the planets, believe it or not, I think is actually occultism if people are understanding what they're reading. There's stuff that NASA will even hand you, I do actually think is occultism. People just don't realize it. So the planet Mercury, according to them, has no uh, gravitate, has, it doesn't have its own magnetic field. So it doesn't like, or its own gravitational core. So you can technically defy gravity in venus and then over at mercury what happens if you hit a little temperature you can put a little flame underneath the thermometer it's going to defy gravity and rise up so like these are things showing you certain stuff behind 
you know, going up the tree. I do believe all that stuff is worked in there to show symbolism of, and I do think defying gravity in a sense is a very huge occult type of symbol. And the bee is definitely one. Cause it seems like it's almost a direct tie to being able to open portals when you use these zero gravity devices. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, um, I mean, that was one of the things that when I started, when I did start actually looking into people on the ranch and like, not so much just for uh, the whole Mormon connection, uh, there was that guy, uh, Bigelow. I can't believe I can't remember. Robert Bigelow. Robert Bigelow. Um, he owned the ranch for a while, and he got a Mormon, uh, some Mormon dude in the government to open a, to start ATIP. And when they come over there, you know, you're told that like, oh, ATIP is like studying like the UFO stuff. They're like watching the cattle. You know, they're over there for all this high strangeness. But then when you, you know, get the ATIP documents straight from the fucking CIA website, and if you actually take the time to read it, it's like maybe 10% of what Bigelow and Skinwalker Ranch and everybody's telling you they went there to go for. It's all like graphene, laser weapons, portals, fucking with energies, energy weapons. We're like, yo, what, what are you at? That's not what everybody thinks. In the paranormal and UFO community that ATIP's all about. Everybody thinks you're trying to figure out UFOs and portals. You're actually like looking for weapons and like, yo, it said weaponizing magic or occult. It was said weapon, weaponizing magic or weaponizing like something to do with magic. No, weaponizing, weaponizing paranormal, paranormal effects. That was one of them. Weaponizing paranormal effects. What the fuck does that even mean, man? Mm-hmm. See, because what I was kind of like, I mean, connecting with that, with the whole like skinwalker thing, just to bring in a whole other kind of theory onto this whole thing, maybe like what we are perceiving as skinwalkers as far as like that ranch in that area aren't actually like skinwalkers. It's actually they're just letting another lore take over what's actually happening. Because like when you dig into like people transversing through portals and into different dimensions, such as like the Philadelphia Project, it's kind of an example of it. People will come back like fucked up. Like they're not intended to, we as, as we are at existing currently aren't intended to transverse dimensions, at least not with our like physical bodies or physical vessels. So I'm kind of wondering now too, if, if they're trying to open portals in this area because they know that there's like a thinning of the veil or there's just something special or weird about this land, maybe these things that they're hiding as skinwalkers aren't actually skinwalkers. They're test subjects that they tried to push through this veil and they came back fucked up. And that's what they're constantly testing. And why people are always seeing these fucking things is because they're not, they're not skinwalkers. They're just letting them take that title. They're actually fucked up humans who transversed into a different dimension and didn't come back because they're still trying to perfect how to get a physical body through that portal. I've we've yeah we I've thought of that and I mean I've even said and I think you know Lux was probably saying the same thing. I hundred percent I think there's a portal over there. I think they understand that. I think they're trying to you know fuck with it. But like I had even said like you know if you pull something through. Like if, if we can't physically see it, if it's not in physical form in this reality, then it's, it's obviously like a wavelength or a vibration at that point because we can't see it, but it's existing. If you pull it through a portal and you bring it into here, I mean, do you actually know what the fuck it's going to look like when it decides to, I mean, maybe you can have certain ideas if you can maybe read, if there's a way to read the vibration and you know what that, but how do you know that? Like, you could just see weird shit just by trying to pull shit through. You have no idea. So people could actually maybe see some of this weird stuff, but it's just because people are messing with shit that they don't know. Like the mist, Stephen King's the mist. Mm -hmm. 
Government, you know, they open up a portal, and before you know it, you got fucking these uh, 100-foot fucking grasshoppers walking down the road or some shit. I mean, even to throw in another <laughs> yeah. perspective on it, too, I mean, these things that they're pulling back that, again, just to ring in another thing, maybe they're not exactly what I said they are, but they're something else. What if they're a being that exists in a higher dimension, and when you bring them into this reality, they almost have to, like, convert to, up. like, a lower dimension, and in turn, it ends up fucking them up, because just like we can't traverse to a higher dimension, they can't traverse to a lower dimension, because the way that they physically exist isn't possible it defies the laws of physics in our dimension i mean even if you think of it this way if you were to, i mean i would think even a religious person if you could even look at it this way i mean you know you have god and you have angels like you have all these things before you become a human actually you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like the human like kind of is like you know the, the it's uh, we're so fucked up we need redemption you know what i'm saying so put it that way if you're pulling something from somewhere else that might be greater than you and you're pulling it into a physical form, what makes you think it may actually still be what it used to be up there? Because by the time you, you became a human, you fucked up and you need redemption. You know what I'm saying? Like you had, you're probably I'm kind of agreeing with what you're saying. You could be downgrading whatever you're messing with, just bringing it here. And in turn, they're probably pissed off, too. And that's yeah. where you have these aggressive encounters. There you go. It's like, why the fuck do I want to be here? This place sucks. <laughs> That's why you're trying to get to my dimension. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why they throw temper tantrums and we just think that they're demons and shit. They're like, yo, I want out of here. This place blows. <laughs> you called me here. <laughs> now that I've traversed, man, I'm hungry and uh, we know. eat flesh in my dimension, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, one thing I did uh, want to say, fuck, I forgot where I was going. Oh, it was I thought it was funny because you said something about like the bees before, and I did also often wonder. Um, it could just be a coincidence, but I did find it funny how uh, the owner of the ranch now is Brandon Fugel. Um, he is a Mormon, and he's a Mason. Uh, if you if people actually know who this guy is, if you see interviews that he does sometimes that's off the show, the bookcase behind him, if you just look at the fucking books, you'll see that he's amazing. He's, you know, he's showing it if you're paying attention. Um, and I think he might have, I don't know if he admitted it, but he's, you know, he's definitely a Mormon. His brother's a Mormon. Um, the guy dragging on his show is a Mormon, but I thought it was interesting how like his brother has a helicopter's license. And I'm like, you know, if you look at a helicopter, it just does kind of look like a big flying bike. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, <laughs> how that like, works yeah. is almost kind of like <laughs> like a like a predecessor to that zero gravity technology in a weird extent, too, because it's it's almost flying kind of like a predecessor of like how those types of insects fly. That's, I was like, yo, I was like, come on. And I was like, who knows? Maybe I'm thinking into it too much. But yeah, when you said the B, it, it reminded me of the fact that his brother does have a helicopter and they're constantly using it on the show too. But, I mean, it might be symbolic too that it's yeah. almost like the and, opposite because you know uh, it's, a, it's a downward pressure instead of like an upward pressure. Because like a lot of the times when this whole like B theory and anti-gravity device type of stuff gets explained, it's rather than it using stuff to like push itself up. It's, it's like I said, it's like the opposite of that. It's it's like pushing itself up from, from like a different direction than like how a helicopter would be like propelling itself. 
Because I think I mean, there's even like other yeah. theories about uh, like I had Chaz digging into it last time he was on the show about there being like this um this extra element that we don't really consider or really think about, but it's around us that it's like this plasma, and you can essentially change the vibration of certain objects in order to basically be able to become lighter than the plasma and then it floats on the plasma and that's when it looks like it's levitating it's because it's actually floating on something that we're not aware that it exists around us almost like the concept of like a fish existing in water isn't aware of water because it's existing in the water in the first place oh, gee, I guess. it's almost like a fluid reality i don't know yes <laughs> Uh, so, uh, oh, do you, do you know, uh, oh, so like even you, the A-tip stuff too. Um, do you know who Travis, is it Travis Taylor or Travis Scott? You know, the guy who was on the Skinwalker Ranch show, he was recently coming out. I think he's like a government worker or whatever. He like admitted that too recently. Um, I haven't been keeping up on that show, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, there's a there's a main guy who's been on that show the whole time. Uh, this redheaded kind of guy. Um, his name is Travis something. I always screw up his name with the rapper dude or whatever. Um, he he's uh, he, and I actually liked him the best and more out of out of the people on there. Um, when I, but then I ended up finding out that uh, I was like looking into him because all of a sudden he came out and like the beginning of like the second or third season he came out and admitted that he uh like works for the government but he had to keep his mouth shut all right yes travis taylor travis taylor on skinwalker ranch he ended up like you know admitting that he worked for the government and i was like oh see you know i mean like this is just shady like you know like so the government's been over there but they couldn't tell you at the beginning of the season and then like i look into it and i'm like yo this dude's now i don't necessarily you know guilty because association or guilty because of your fucking family i know you don't always have to be who you know your parents were but like his father worked with Werner, Werner von braun man they worked at some place that like I, I don't agree. Oh, I think I shit with rockets with rockets and the place that they were uh, testing these rockets at got so fucked up. They actually had to close the place down. And like every six months, somebody has to go there and like check spots, dig down in the dirt to see if it's like even okay to go over there. And like, I think still to today, you can't You're not allowed to build anything there. You're not allowed to go over there. It's fucked up. And it's like his father was working with this fucking dude, and now he's over at Skinwalker Ranch. Do you think that they may have know, actually been trying to open up portals there, and that may have been what fucked up the land and why they don't let people go there? Like, they're just kind of psyoping it and pretending like it's something that's radioactive, but it might be, like, active portals? Well, you know what? You know, I did, I did kind of, at one point, even question this stuff with these chemical spills. I had wondered... And I guess in a sense, opening up a portal and maybe some sort of like energy coming through that doesn't just mix well with here. Uh, I, yeah, I could see that also being in a sense, like kind of like very like beast like energy coming in. So uh, what I'm getting at is like even during the time, like right now, I do think we're we're swinging into the beast age. We're coming out of the Scarlet or we're going more into the beast. So I do think like um, like radioactive poisoning you know expansive harsh energy that just destroys shit it is no good could fit with that so i could see uh rockets again would even be 
male expansive beast energy. Um, so like all of that stuff does kind of. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Like, in my opinion, go hand in hand if we're getting into occultism. So I could see like what you're saying as being a possibility and I'm just tossing it. I even thought the chemical spills could have been, you know, we could be opening things up and something could be coming in and that could be the side effect of it. And we're saying it's something else. Just like what you were saying, PSYOP saying it's rockets. I do think shit like that does happen and we may blame it on testing chemicals and who knows what. I mean, even if you weren't even intentionally trying to do it, just trying to make like rocket propulsion technology and just trying to make different types of combustions, I mean, that could theoretically alter reality more than you think it does, especially when you start getting into things where you're trying to like uh, go into new forms of jet propulsion rather than like the typical ideas of what we think of as fuel. I mean, who knows how advanced government technology is as far as like a like secret program like uh, rocket propulsion might be. And it might be hidden under that label of rocket propulsion, but realistically it's them, you know, trying to find new ways of basically blowing a hole into the veil in a sense to open up like portals or like wormholes. And then if there's loud explosive noises coming from that site, anything weird going on, bright flashing colors, anything like that, people don't think anything of it. They just assume it's a rocket t- like launch test site. Dude, I have wondered plenty of times, like, is there stuff that we're like almost like programmed to like when we hear and see, just assume it's something and could it be completely fucking different? And we've just I've believed it's something else. Dude, just even off of that, assumably, you know if you have They're some like, type of, shit in the sky. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you have a have an area too that you're assumably like, you know, testing rockets from, there's going to be like a perimeter on like how close like houses and other things can be built to it too. So, I mean, even using that is like a secret like marker of like, Hey, we're like, we're going to be doing stuff here. It now looks on paper like you're doing something on the books, but now you pushed it where like, say people can't have property within like a mile of this fucking place. So you're just pushing people farther out away yeah, from like yeah. where you're trying to do testing at and hiding it on paper as something that's not sketchy. Like I was even talking about this on another yeah, show that they hide uh, like psychedelic research under uh, the drug administration um, because, you know, like it's a good place to categorize it if you're thinking of it on paper. But like realistically, if anybody's looking into conspiracy type things, they're not looking into like the drug administration for like psychedelic research. So that'd be like the perfect place to hide it where it's like hidden in plain sight. I do think that definitely goes on. You know who, uh, speaking of skinwalkers, have you ever heard of uh, Junior Hicks? Yeah. 
He was a Mormon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and his son is a Mormon and has gone on the Skinwalker Ranch show. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Frank Salisbury? I think he did like work on uh, Skinwalkers and Skinwalker Ranch back in like, you know, he's like an old, like an old, old this was a while ago. I don't know if you've heard of him because, like, he's. I'm told, I'm the reason why I'm bringing these people up is because I'm trying to bring up like some of the original supposed people that like had, you know, uh, had come into evidence of things or accounts or stories that were going on over there with a lot of weird shit. You know, Junior Hicks was one of them. He supposedly had all these drawings of the UFOs and all these things. He was a Mormon. Frank Salisbury, you know, covered a bunch of stuff. He was a Mormon. So, like, even people who kind of even got the whole story going on over there. I unfortunately cannot find George Knapp with that last name as well as Bigelow. I could not find anything on Robert Bigelow, but both of those names, if you go search, like, a Mormon database, which they do have, <laughs> uh, you that name will, you'll, you can follow it all the way back probably across the fucking seas. You know, that's like a, they're heavy Mormon names, so I do question if George Knapp and Bigelow were still Mormons, but I just couldn't find anything on them. Like Lucy Bigelow was like one of the first, you know, big names of like Mormons over here that came over from there, you know. And it's just like you know, there's a Bigelow who owns Skinwalker Ranch in between all these other fucking Mormons, and I just can't find him being a Mormon. He may not be, but it could be the same fucking family line at least. I mean, that's you know, kind of according to Robert Bigelow. It's just, huh? Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, say that again with all of the stuff with like the Mormons doing like the research on skinwalkers in that area, too. It could be a method of like controlling the narrative or almost like the first theory. I was kind of saying that you pretend like they're Native American Navajo skinwalkers when realistically, you know, there's something completely fucking different. But you just keep putting out books saying this is what the phenomenon is. So then everybody thinks that's what the phenomenon is. And yes, they're looking at your location. But what you're really doing is hiding in plain sight because rather than people looking into like possible portals or what other fucking shit you're doing in this location, they're just caught up on just the simple aspect of like skinwalkers and they're hiding everything behind this lore of native skinwalkers or like the biblical Nimrod skinwalkers. But realistically, yes. like they know that it might be like fucked up beings coming through portals or that it might be uh, people that are test subjects that they were trying to put through portals that didn't fucking come back the same. Yeah, no, I know. I think a lot of the, uh, you know, I'm not discrediting, you know, certain you know, things existing, but I just think over there, I do think like a lot of like the lore, I think is more to just like kind of, you know, sleight of hand, a magician's sleight of hand. Let's give them these things to be entertained with. And what we're really doing over here is much, you know, much different. Controlling the fucking narrative, man. No. And then, you know, I'm not discrediting, like, honestly, I even think sometimes I won't discredit them. I think they're probably real, but I think, you know, even the cattle mutilations, I think that could just be uh, cult symbolism in its sense, too. So, you know, I mean, Hathor was a cow. I mean, they're always like fucking sucked, you know, drive fucking blood. It's just very weird. I mean, at least from like your experience, like with like a cult sacrifice and stuff, too. Um, like, is there any connection between like the way that these mutilations happen and like typical sacrifices that you might be familiar with? No, no, not really. Nothing like that. It's just, uh, 
I just, I just do find it weird, like you know, with the cow and stuff. I just, I do think that's there. It's you know, not they may not technically be black and white, but people think of cows, you think of black and white. So there's the black and white cow symbolism that you could use for like you know, both pillars, the black and the white. Uh, it's sucked of the blood, you know, Hathor. I would put Hathor uh, up on the third sphere or the seventh, but I would consider her also on the third sphere of the tree of life. In my opinion, that is when your soul, when magic kicks in and you can separate your soul from the body. In my opinion, that right there is a blood sacrifice because you just left your meat suit and you went into a spirit. So, I mean, you kind of sacrificed your blood to leave. Um, but that's you know, whatever. But like, so I think Hathor would be there. So like, if you're looking at it in that sense, I could see why this cow has now been drained of its blood. You know what I'm saying? Like not to get into it too deep, but like to me, I do see that, uh, that type of symbolism. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially, uh, awesome. considering like you were saying that a lot of the Mormon religion is realistically just occult practices hidden behind a religion. And just like a lot of things too, you have the people that are the entry level that know nothing of it. They just see the basic text and everything that it is. And then you have the higher ups working in it that actually are looking into the text and reading what's in between the text and understanding like what it's actually meaning. But because of the fact that you dilute it out with so many people that have no fucking idea what's going on, you hide yourself within it. Like you see the same thing essentially with all of these different like lodges that you, you can drive down the street and you can find your local Freemason lodge. None of those people at that lodge know anything about the deep occult concepts but they're basically like a buffer or like a cover for the people that are the higher ranks that actually know what's going on and these guys are just hanging out like it's a club and they're not actually doing any of this stuff but again they're wearing that badge and they're diluting it out and pulling away from the people that are actually doing some shit i totally agree Real quick, even just to get into that, like even with uh, the Masons, I mean, for one, you could go like on YouTube and actually like find on the Latter Day Saints web, you know, YouTube. They, I think, have like a three minute video explaining, yes, Joseph Smith was a Mason, but, you know, it didn't affect, you know, the Mormonism. But, you know, Joseph Smith was a Mason. And like if you even like supposedly he found these fucking golden plates that Angel Moroni fucking, you know, left somewhere. And he put these fucking things in his hat. He put on these special glasses. And then he dictated the plates to this guy, Oliver Crowdry, which just sounds way too close to Alistair Crowley. I know mm-hmm. it's like, you know, two totally different timelines. But the weird thing about it, though, and I'm going to add this, the day that Oliver Crowdry started scrying for Joseph Smith is like a day before or a day after uh but years later, the same day uh, that Alistair Crowley started dictating the book of the law to his girl. So I did find that very weird how like the dictating and the channeling both started around, you know, it, I was like, hmm, you know, but two totally different people. But I just found that very weird. Uh, so like, yeah, he gets these plates and he's like dictating these, you know, reading these things. And basically, even if you follow the whole thing about Joseph Smith and Mormonism. Joseph Smith ended up like uh, becoming like involved in like, I think banking started making, you know, started screwing people on like the weight of the coins. Like he was a scam artist and eventually uh, his money was worth nothing. So that was another reason why they like left. I think that could have been like Ohio to Missouri 
or some shit like that, or they went from like Ohio. That was when they, they left somewhere and went to Utah. They took this money that was worth crap up totally somewhere else in the United States, ran down somewhere else, and started buying a mad property in fucking Utah with shit money. You know, and then like eventually like he gets, you know, dragged to uh, get persecuted and they put him in jail. And uh, he's awaiting trial. I, I'm skipping through a lot, but I think this is another interesting thing. Uh, this militia comes to kill him because, you know, they want him dead. Just because, you know, he's uh, doing crazy stuff. They don't like the polygamy, you know, the scam artist. Uh, you know, he screwed plenty of people over already. Um, they want to kill him. And they were the Carthage Greys. Greys. The Carthage Greys. <laughs> I just found that interesting, too, how there was a story of the Greys with Joseph Smith. Uh, he ends up getting shot, supposedly. Um, there is even stories about neither him or somebody else that was with him even had, uh, I think it was the Jupiter Talisman. On, he was wearing the Jupiter talisman on his shit. You know, it was, he was, you know, he really wasn't like hiding the stuff he was into then. I think they just hide it now. Um, I think he was a little bit more blatant about the occultism that he was into. But I do even question, I mean, you know, back then you didn't have DNA. Like, could you have just killed somebody and said, yeah, that was Joseph Smith? I do think he, he may have been like even more the original Epstein for all you know, you know. Um, Another interesting that even thing. Another interesting thing that I just want to throw in there that I find funny with dates too. They had the meadow, uh, the meadow massacre, or something meadows massacre, mountain meadows massacre, and that was uh, like kind of like I think all these Indians got slayed or something on this trail, and uh, the, I think the Mormons like did it, but they they tried blaming like the Indians, saying the Indians instigated it, blah blah blah. And then, like, eventually they were like, nah. They, like, threw one of their own under the fucking bus. The whole jury was even Mormons, too. And they fucking put their finger on this one dude that was, like, a nobody in the Mormons. Because, like, they were, like, pointing their fingers at some major people. And they just took this one guy, basically, in my opinion, put him up on the fucking stand and said he did it and threw him in jail so they didn't point at the other people. But this Meadow Mountain Massacre also happened on September 7th to September 11th. And I was like, now we have 9-11 and Building 7 and a massacre of people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so are we getting like the same old fucking stories just retold and redone over and over and over again? You know, it gets really weird when you start looking at, you know, stuff back then in the stories. now. <laughs> but uh, I guess where I was going with that, I actually don't remember anymore. Sorry. I was actually going to. Uh, it was stuff with Mormonism, but that's just even. It's just showing you like how screwed up and getting you know, occultism. And Joseph Smith was just a fucking scam artist. He was an occultist that was like, you know, covering his occult practice under a fucking religion. And they're very big into UFOs and alien crap. Actually, I was going to throw this into the mix too, just a, just a theory and concept to throw in. Mormon cosmology teaches that the earth is not unique, but it is one of many inhabited planets, each planet created for the purpose of bringing about the immortality and eternal life of humanity. These worlds were recorded 
to doctrine created by Jehovah, the pre-mortal uh, Jesus. So that being said, you know, we're talking about this whole like misdirection, hiding occult concepts like within Mormonism. So what if, again, like they're talking about this like Holy Land concept, what if it's not exactly like where the average Mormon thinks it is, but it's still kind of in that vicinity. And what they think is the Holy Land is actually some type of way to transverse to what maybe they believe might be like heaven or some shit. So maybe they're theoretically not even trying to open up these portals for anything that they see as like negative. What if they literally think that this is like their, their Holy land area and almost like a backdoor entry into like heaven, because you hear about all these like gates to hell that potentially could be all around the world. What if the, they believe that there could be a theoretical gate to heaven hidden somewhere in Utah? Oh, you know what? I think if you also look to, and this, see, this is like, I, I've found this to be weird, but it does almost make sense. I think if I remember now, I, you know, uh, by the way, this did start, this guy supposedly read these fucking plates in Palmyra, New York, of course, fucking New York. It's where all the fucking weirdos are, you know, but this guy, uh, I think he went from like New York, I think Ohio, and then they went to Missouri. And I think the reason why they ended up like tossing him in jail, they came for him is because of like his banking schemes. I think he just fucked people that they were going to toss him in. I mean, he had even done other crazy shit. Like, I think like burnt down a fucking newspaper place that was like trying to print bad things about him because he was like trying to run for president at one point too. You know, people may not know that he did run for president. Uh, but like when they came to come get him, I, that was sorry. That was Missouri. They ran with the bullshit money down to Utah. Some of them do also believe, though, that their promised land is back in Missouri, where they got kicked out of. So, I mean, there is like Utah and Missouri. So it's like, you know, is there like different stories for like different fucking, you know, what you're into with that? If you were to Google it, too, right now, you might even be, be able to find uh, Mormon tours to the Mayan fucking pyramids. There's certain Mormons that actually believe that Jesus is fucking Quetzalcoatl and these mofos have tours where they all go to the fucking pyramids in, in, in Mexico, the same one associated with Quetzalcoatl. They go on vacation together and go visit the, the pyramids. You know, I think that's a little bit more beyond traditional Mormonism. I think that's occultism and you're just using it under the Mormon name. Oh, yeah, for fucking sure. And I that's mean, like some weird. Yeah. <laughs> See, they got they got more stuff hidden. I don't know. I feel like um, a lot of like you can read a lot of their their like religious texts for face value, but I feel like if you there might even be some like different way of like of like reading it. I mean, when it comes to this occult stuff, like there might even be something weird. Like you skip every like third word when you're reading the book or something. You know, like maybe there's something weird to that where you read their book and you actually do whatever this little like key stone is to it. And maybe it'll come off as like a totally different thing that you're reading. Like maybe it'll just get straight to like the occult points. If you figure out whatever this like coding might be where it might literally be directly in their book, you just got to learn how to read it properly. Yeah. They're even, uh, they're even like huge with Hawaii. And I know like uh, there's a big population out there too. And I know like the order of Quetzalcoatl has been very interested and the jesters and the Shriners go over to Hawaii a lot too. So I found that to be interesting. Uh, another thing I do want to mention real quick too about it is, uh, oh fuck, I just forgot. I was thinking about it. You said something that made me think about it. Fuck, I totally forgot. I just had a brain fart. What I was going to say. Uh, I was about, oh, oh, oh. The, the Mormons don't sleep on them too. They're the fifth biggest fucking like I think private landowner in the United States. 
And they also own the most orange field farms in fucking Florida. So now is that does that mean like most of the orange juice that people are drinking from Florida are owned by them? I find that interesting. Is there some type of like connection to and, orange and, juice, like a cultic why? Like, is there is there some like a, a symbolism to like oranges, for example? Oh yeah, orange is associated. Well, orange is associated with Tiferet. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, yeah. I mean, an orange, yeah, it could be associated with Tiferet. I, I don't want to push some weird shit, but a symbol for Tiferet could also be a child. You do hear about a lot of fucked up shit with Mormon and children. Like, I don't even have to make that up. They just constantly get in trouble with that shit on their own. So, you know, who knows? But like, you know, with symbolism like that. But uh, yeah, I do think uh, I think for sure. And like the thing with Florida, too, is because I think at one point they do believe that uh, that they uh, traveled up through Mexico and went into Florida. There's some Mormons that are actually I don't I don't think I buy it. But uh, some of them are actually even traveling across like the country and studying those like Hopi mounds that people think are the Hopi mounds, those spiral things or those mounds. There's Mormons who think that that might actually have been uh, the Nephites who were the like, I guess, the original kind of Mormons that came over from, uh, you know, over there, came over here on their boats and eventually traveled up the United States. And those those supposedly spiral things or whatever those things they think might be Mormons. You know, there's all sorts of weird fucking beliefs. Like when you start paying attention to this, you know, some of the stuff they're into. I mean, it seems yeah, like they, they definitely they have an interest in like East, too, the like, mystical no world. Cause it seems like for just at least from like the mounds and stuff, it, 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 not only do they have some kind of interest in what we're calling skinwalkers. Cause I mean, we don't even necessarily know for sure if they're even skinwalkers at this point. Um, but it seems like they also have an interest in giants. And I mean, that might be part of that connection to like Mexico and stuff. Cause there's a lot of like, hidden tunnels and different things that are supposed to be like larger than the average human that are supposed to be buried underneath those temples. And then, uh, it seems like, it seems like they, they have a connection to the mystical going into like another world. And I mean, it could even potentially be some type of interest in like some kind of like hollow earth possibly. Um, or maybe some kind of interest in there being like beings that are living under the surface that maybe might carry like occult information or like a, information on history or maybe have some type of uh for lack of a better term like magic that they could potentially like use to open portals maybe because maybe maybe that's kind of like the root of what they're trying to do is open portals to try to get to somewhere else and maybe they're trying to make contact with these creatures because they might have a a keystone and trying to figure out how to transverse these dimensions no i would i would give i think yeah i i i I think there is I think there's a lot of different things that they're actually very involved in. And I like, I hate to even equate it to them, but it's like, you know, like the stories that you hear about, like what fucking Heimerich Hindler was coming up with and like sending all these people out to go look for all these artifacts, and all these different fucking things. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, you know, some of the stuff that I see, like if you look into like people who are like archeologists going around who claim to, you know, who are open about being Mormon, a lot of it's like a lot of occult shit, and it's almost like yeah. it's like now I don't want to say like one's the same thing, but it's almost like you know I don't know they're trying to fucking pop out and grow their own fucking race as well, you know, and they're into occultism, you know. In my opinion, that's just and I'll 
going to make this short, but in my opinion, Nazis, if you see Nazis or if there's Nazis around, there is a magician somewhere and it's actually mostly occultism. It's mostly magic. Uh, yeah, some real shit is going on, but there's a, there's a heavy uh, magic element to it. The guys on the street shooting the guns off may not fully know, but somebody there knows. And uh, I do think that that is very, my opinion, very beast-like, which is another reason why I think we're going into the beast age because all of a sudden these motherfuckers are popping up, you know, along with other things. But and then you also have the Mormons who are into just fuck keeping popping out fucking kids, you know, but keeping it within them, you know, just having kids in a sense is like spreading your seed and growing an expansion of energy in a sense. It's just very much like just keep creating, keep creating. It's uh it's just very weird if you start looking at a lot of things that are going on in different in different angles in different ways. I know this sounds kind of weird and it's another thing to relate into it, but we're talking about them potentially trying to open up these portals and using like test subjects to see what will happen. I mean, part of the reason why they may be producing so many people is because, assumably, they don't want anybody to know about this shit who's outside of their views and outside of their beliefs. So if you have a whole generation of people where they believe in this shit and, you know, they're they they you know will gladly sacrifice themselves to see if this portal will work this time then you just have endless fucking people to grab from and you're not dwindling down your numbers and making it so that your re religion becomes obsolete because your people eventually die out because if each fucking family's having 10 kids use two of them to test these fucking portals they're still eight and then you're still portraying your message into the next generation yeah. to keep doing this so i mean this could be like a generation on generation on generation thing where they're essentially have been trying for decades fucking millennia to try to open up these portals and the reason they're reproducing is again so they have so many different test subjects that are willing to do it without any sort of fight or you know even if stuff gets fucked up they're not going to go out and be telling people about it because assumably they're only going to pick like the diehard people of the religion who will keep their fucking mouth shut even if shit goes away I mean yeah I mean you could pretty much bring kids up to believe complete lies and they don't even realize what they're doing you know, for real, but uh, even the parents I, you know, sacrificing even, their kids to test I it. Even and I've I've said this before on my own show, and and this isn't just like to Mormons, but like even when it comes to like cults and stuff like that, I do actually believe uh, that there's a lot more people that are like on the TV or on the radio for whatever reason. You know, there's just somebody who's famous and or might be known for supposedly doing something very well. I do think, believe it or not, I think there's more of those people who are actually bred from cults and are actually like, you know, they, they were kind of bred into, you know, this bullshit. It's hard to explain, but I mean, there's some people out there, I mean, it, I mean, uh, it, here now that admit that they, you know, might have been in cults that are somewhat famous. So, I mean, I don't think it's like too, too hard of a grasp to wonder if there's more. I mean, no, especially like with celebrities, saying, that like, might be the connection on how they become celebrities in the first place. I think a lot of them could even be like almost brought up in like an occult, uh, I guess, like surroundings. You may not realize it, but, you know, or like MK Ultra in a sense, as crazy as that sounds, you know, like stuff that you were saying. I don't I don't think that that's far off at all. I think, you know, you can have stranger things underground base, believe it or not, something like that. You know, where they got fucking kids down there with fucking helmets on that they're just testing shit on or forcing magic, uh, magical experiences on them and seeing, you know, what they can do to them or get out of them. I say, and they're willing uh, test subjects, too, at that point. I mean, the parents could even well, hand yeah, them well, over, not too. Not even so much 
Yeah, or, well, not even so much willing. It's just that you, you can control them. You should just subdue them. It's a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's a different than trying to like fight a grown man. And I mean, if you're brought up in the occult, you assumably may not even realize the occult exists because you don't know anything different. Yes, yeah, it's okay. I mean, the kid could be thinking like, oh, you're going to go play some like, this is what we call video games. Yeah, they put you know this helmet on me and they put me in a sensory deprivation tank. This is video games. I thought this is what everybody yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like, you know, this is what going to the amusement park is, you know? You have no fucking. You could have this kid thinking it's like going to go experience like something that all these everyday kids do that you're not supposed to. <laughs> like you know, you have no idea. They tell them they're going it. through a water park or some shit like that, but realistically, they're actually transversing through a portal. <laughs> but oh yeah, it's a water slide, but it's actually you're like floating on a plasma through like a fucking portal. Uh, I mean, like even like not to get off topic, and I you know I guess we're gonna probably wrap it up soon anyway. But uh, even like when we covered the finders. I mean, that was like such a like sad story. Like when you like look into like the uh, the interviews that they did with some of the kids, like some of them didn't even know like what basic stuff was, you know, like I think like a ruler or a stapler and shit like that. And I don't think like they've ever had hot water before. You know, they didn't know, like, I think what a typewriter, there was just like so much basic stuff because of their sheltered life, you know, if, you know, in like living out of a van for I don't know how long, and, you know, traveling and going just from like, places of like bare, you know, places to just to the next place, you know, they had nothing, you know? And it's like these, these kids like did not even know what the fuck the real world was once they got like put handed over to the cops. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's like, that shit's real. That's fucked up. It's, that's scary and sick. And I mean, even for like a lot of this stuff too, I mean, they could, like I said, it could, it, there could be even some like hidden, unwritten rule or something like that in like the Mormon church, especially if you live in like these areas where they have like weird stuff going on where, you know, there's almost like a, you know, you do, you donate this much of your paycheck to God every week or something like that. You know, for every like 10 kids you have, you donate one to the church or something weird like that. And it's just like, you don't say that to the general public, but then it, every family is almost like contributing into trying to figure out this like portal phenomenon. And then those kids, they might even take them like right from birth. And at that point they have no idea about anything going on in the world otherwise. And they might just think that the whole focus and goal point of the world itself is to figure out how these portals work, or they could even manipulate them to the point where they could even convince them that like we're living in hell. That's why we don't let you outside of these walls, like outside of the walls there it's hell. There's demons, there's this, there's that. So we need you to do this stuff for us and help us and try to figure out how this thing opens. And we need you to be a test subject to get this thing open because we can't go through because we have to figure out how this thing's going on but you like your goal your point in life your purpose according to god is to go through this and see if it's a portal to wherever they want to go we'll we'll we could say like heaven fucking another dimension like whatever they they might even manipulate them to think it is i mean they could even essentially be opening this thing knowing that it's going into like interdimensional fucking like monsters and beings and they could be telling everybody else in this religion that it's a portal to fucking heaven so like there can be layers within it that the mormons don't talk about portals but only the high ups know that it leads to another dimension where the people that know about portals but they're not up all the way they might like i said think that it leads to leads to heaven. Like you have to find a portal to heaven because we are currently in hell and we need to get to that because God wanted to test us to see if we were potentially like they want, he wanted to go through the experience before we were able to go through heaven and stuff like that. It was just total manipulation, dude. There's so many oh, different you, possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just throw God in there and if the kid's been that obedient already, I mean, that's, that's gonna, Oh, God said so. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how they've been bred to think already, you know? 
I mean, even like, uh, you know, real quick, just like even like what you were saying, like weird shit, like even with the breeding of the kids and stuff like and who knows what they're actually doing with him. I mean, you know, besides like sex trafficking, but like, I mean, he was going um, he was like had that he got busted for like, you know, some crazy shit with this Mormon cult that he had and they had like you know, multiple wives and all that stuff. He was like taking kids into uh, into. <laughs> Into Texas, and I I thought the funny thing is, is that like when they even showed it, like on the uh, there was a Netflix series about it, and when they're showing that he was taking kids over into Texas and then like marrying them illegally at like this hotel that looked like just very cheap and sleazy, and it's just like obviously you knew what was going on there too. But uh, he was like taking them there and like illegally like marrying them off to like other men. And it was just like, you know, like it was almost like it was like a handoff, like handing off all the kids. It's like, trafficking like, hidden through religion because it looks like yeah. you're just giving somebody a wife or like it looks like a normal part of the religion. But realistically, yeah. there could be a heavy money exchange. And a lot of these Mormon wives, people don't look into it. A lot of them are younger than 18 when they first become wives. Yes. Oh, and the, the weird thing, and I thought it just was weird that when you're watching the Netflix show and they show him taking him over into Texas, they show you entering El Dorado because that's where he was taking them to. The entering uh, a welcome to El Dorado sign and to the right hand side of that sign, there's another big sign on the side of it. Fucking Mason sign about the fucking Masonic Lodge. It's like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, are you trying to show us that he was taking them to El Dorado? That's what I was going to say. Place. Isn't El Dorado the name could also be symbolic because it's a hidden sit hidden city, uh, lost L. city, you know? Yeah. I mean, even with the L, yeah. So, I mean, that's just, yeah, I was just like, you know, who knows what the fuck's going on with like these people, you know, with the kids, what they're doing. It's just very, very weird. Mm hmm. Uh, well, I guess with that. I mean, we could obviously go on forever and I'd love to have you back on and uh, talk about some other yeah. stuff. Maybe we can dive into this some more. Um, I don't actually do too, too much with occult stuff on the show just because of lack of being able to find a lot of uh, guests that are very versed on the topic. So I'd definitely love to have you come back on and uh, explain yeah. some cult symbolism uh, topics to uh, some of my listeners. But uh, yeah, I still really appreciate you making the time and everything to come on today, man. Always oh, of fun. course, man. No, I had a blast. I had a blast for sure. And I always like to do uh, words of wisdom to kind of leave it on a high note, especially, you know, considering towards the end, we started getting into uh, the more messed up side involving possible kids. So uh, to, to liven it up and leave it on, on a little bit of a lighter note, uh, what are some words of wisdom that you might bestow on the listeners? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, tip, uh, as a magician, some words of wisdom. Uh, you know, sometimes it may not be the easiest thing to do, but I think if you... Uh, if you kind of like look more towards like inside yourself and less outside yourself to make you happier and you get off the social media a little bit more, you might be a lot happier and you'll be able to accomplish things you never thought you could do. Uh, you'll find time to do things that you used to tell yourself that you couldn't do. You may be able to start finding out more of who you are and entail. I think you'll find more of God. So I guess to wrap that all up is just spend more time on figuring out who you are and doing what you like to do and less time on your phone in front of a TV. It's all a distraction, man, because the more time that you have people paying attention to social media, TV shows, sporting events, all that shit, the less time that they have to actually dig into what's going on in the world around them because they're focused on this entertaining show. Exactly. Well said. 
I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> and uh, if anybody, of course, wants to come and uh, find any of the awesome content that you put out, uh, where can they come and find you at, man? I am. I have the uh, the NY Patriots show. You can find that all major podcast, BitChute, Rumble, and YouTube under the Occult Rejects. Uh, then on YouTube, we have the Occult Rejects. So it might be under the Occult Rejects and Friends, but if you type in the Occult Rejects, I think it will come up. Um, under that, you can find the Occult Rejects there as well as all major podcasts, BitChute and Rumble. Uh, and then I also do have Spiritual Gangsters, which I do co-host with Teresa. That is on all major podcasts, and that is on the Spiritual Gangsters on YouTube and Rumble. And uh, anybody that's familiar with this show has heard Teresa on the show twice also. So obviously, you know that you put those two together and it's just going to be some great content. So I definitely recommend if you guys are already checking out all the awesome stuff that uh, New York Patriot and Teresa are doing, do yourself a favor and go check it out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're actually uh, we're going to be working on some really uh, we're both going to be covering that stuff that I mentioned before about like symbolism in the head with somebody who's actually like understands like the stuff that I don't understand so they can like break it down and make sense of it, all the scientific crap. So we do have like somewhat of like somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about as well when it comes to like talking about the eyeballs in the brain. Um, we're going to be covering that and I do have, uh, I'm going to eventually be getting to it after this. I do want to kind of hype this one up, but I do think I am almost positive that I can show that there is a cult in Brazil that is uh, behind it is the Golden Dawn the OTO, and possibly the Astromargentum. So I do think that those two secret societies, which do connect in the Astromargentum, are behind a massive UFO cult in Brazil. Ooh, I'm already know that I'm probably going to have to have you back on after you drop that to talk a little bit more about that with my audience, too. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely will. As soon as I, you know, I have a ton of it already done. It's just that I have other topics I need to finish. And then me and her, are going to finally record. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting. So I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, definitely, man. And uh, again, thank you for uh, making the time to come on the show, dude. Always an honor, especially considering though, you were one of the dudes I used to listen to uh, before I started podcasting. So thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks awesome, for coming man. on the show thank and uh, so thanks for hanging out with me for the past uh, hour and a half or so. Of course, man. Not a problem. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to take an extra five seconds to leave a rating on uh, Spotify. Or if you're so kind as to take an extra 30 seconds to leave a five-star review on iTunes, then I'll definitely give you guys a shout-out and read it on the show. If you guys want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can always hit me up on Instagram, which is the one that I'm the most active on. Or you guys can email me at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Or you can go to the link tree and fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email, of course. Uh, make sure you keep an eye in the spam or junk folder. Make sure nothing gets missed because it seems like a lot of my stuff gets pushed that way. And I do respond to every single email that you guys send to me, so uh, make sure nothing gets lost. Everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. Or if you want to make it easy for yourself, you guys can go and check that out down in the show description. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.